Yes, we're back. Don't add us. We're back. It's realities may vary. It's a podcast where, you know, who needs a description? You know what it is. If you listen, you know what it is. If you don't listen, listen, and you'll find out what it is. I'm Brian Noonan. That's Cody Goff. Hi, Cody. I'm Cody Goff. Tonight on realities vary. There was. May vary. There's a. At least get the title right. Don't. Don't. For God's sake. Sass me, Brian. <laughs> Fine. This is my intro. Uh. This is your Fair first. enough. Take two. I'm Brian Noonan. That's Cody Goff. This is your first time. I, I apologize for finding us. Ha! And if not, here's what we're talking about. Brian's got a litany of topics. He has a story from an event he attended uh, last week. He has a question about grass. God, I, don't <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can tell you that. I... <laughs> <laughs> um he's got a there's a dog malady which apparently is a word i actually know it's a word uh we're gonna talk about a little beer event uh that is up upcoming upcoming that i can't make it to so i don't know why i need to hear about it but i guess i will anyway uh i went to an event celebrating a milestone uh, of members of my family very excitingly uh, and there's a new Zelda game, which is the most important thing ever. Oh I'm my seeing goodness. a little less of my son during the day uh, due to other milestones. So many milestones, <laughs> many milestones to get to. Uh, you today, get his driver's license? Uh, today <laughs> on Realities Very, Very Cool. That That's is. not the name of the show. <laughs> it's never been the name of the show. But first, our 10-minute, 15-second check-in. Uh, I need a haircut desperately. Um, I see that. You are I'll, uncoiffed. You are unkempt. You uh, look as if you have not bathed. Today, I actually did bathe, I think, for the first time, unironically, in three days. Good Lord. Yeah, it's been rough. Uh, What's going on at your house? Well, okay. Your here's son has disappeared during the day now. He's gone. He's out on the road. He's a hobo with a knapsack, a yeah. bindle. Long story. What's a bindle? That's the uh, kerchief on a stick. Yeah. Old timey, old timey hobos wear. And yes, I'm saying hobo with a B. So uh, relax, doxers. Yep. <laughs> uh, I don't think any doctors listen to our show. <laughs> I know what you said. Uh, the, I, know you, I know you know what I said. That's I, why I didn't comment. I had to cancel a haircut last minute for some work, like a work meeting. Something happened. And then I had to cancel my haircut again the next week because I didn't. Our calendars weren't synced right. And my wife had to do stuff and I had to watch the kids. So canceled twice in a row. And then I was leading up. It was like within two weeks of an event I attended last week that I'll get into today. Uh, and thematically it was kind of a 70s loose 70s theme for it okay and so if i just let i was like well i'll just let my hair grow out and then i'll just look like a rejected beetle which i did and it, it was appropriate for the event so but okay. now it's i need this is a lot do you still hair. go to the same place yes to the same stylist which is why i felt bad about rescheduling twice but wait I what need. he's back she no he no 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 so yeah he never came a, back no there's a woman at the salon that now does it who's very oh, good okay very nice i see anyway yeah how what's your check-in quick check-in uh no just exhausted these uh the kids at school are you know it's the last couple of weeks and they're out of their minds mm. and i'm really tired of arguing with six-year-olds because yeah so because you get enough of that with me <laughs> close <laughs> Between you and my mother and the six-year-olds, I am uh, I'm all argued out. My God, yeah, all argued out. 
it's uh, so yeah that's uh, that's the big check-in uh, mother's day did you do anything for your beloved wife on uh, mother's day she's the mother of your two children yeah i got rid of her <laughs> that's actually not entirely a joke i gave her a one night stay at a local hotel for mother's day to get away from the family the brer rabbit right down uh, north avenue there i don't know what that is but sure <laughs> you need to travel around your area a little more mm, probably <laughs> North Avenue is pretty long. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, but, you know, it's between your house and uh, 83. What is 83? Okay, I can't do this. <laughs> is that Kingery route, Highway? Route, that is the Kingery Highway, yes. Route 83, the okay. Kingery Highway. Yes. All right. You're doing the Chicago thing where instead of saying the number that everyone knows, you say the name. No, I said the I said the number that everyone knows. Or knows. and instead of saying okay, so because I I I know 90, 94, 355. Like those are numbers. Correct. I also know Kingery Highway, which is a word, and North Avenue. I, but I like, don't know if Kingery, if it's Kingery Highway all the way up, though. Oh. I think by you it might be just Route 83. I have a I have a whole stand up comedy routine about you are, boy yeah you you ought to take it to an open mic no about Chicago roads it's very funny it's very funny I have written it but I think you've been talking about this stand up comedy routine forever yeah. I have never heard it nor seen you perform it well I've got like three jokes like three <laughs> bits it's like three bits it's not it's like a five minute opening warm up wow. for an open mic you know. Okay. I don't have a lot of material, but what I have is gold. <laughs> Why? Usually when I look, usually, usually my eye, you, all right, like in the split screen, I'm looking right. away from you. Usually it's reversed. I feel like, and usually I'm looking the other way. Something's weird today. I think we're on the same. We are. Everything's yeah, the, same, on the same side, but I swear I'm usually looking. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Did you rearrange your office? Uh, no, I haven't done anything. I'm too way too lazy for that. No, um, I, I, I got her a, a night stay at like a local, like a West End or somewhere. And, uh, just, I just wanted to find a place with a pool and breakfast. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, give her a full, ah, oh, you're mirrored. I am. Yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, you're the Brian Noonan's backwards. There was a problem with my camera when I turned it on too. Bed stream. Da, da, da video why is that on i have mirror camera all right this is the way i usually look this is the way you usually look and that's the way you use okay now we're fixed now we're okay fixed. i don't know why it keeps doing that i don't uh, after the last time we fixed it i didn't touch it yeah sometimes it just ah, restream the, the app is just me crazy like, yeah Ooh, we're, an, we're an app we're gonna change the default Shit. anyway um, thanks mike mike is uh Mike, the technical guru for the program. Now, the if you could just fix Cody's content, it would all be fantastic. No, it's unfixable. The week leading up to Mother's Day was a very sleepless week for primarily my wife. So oh, I literally... The, did the baby have some trouble? Both of them. Really? Yeah, yeah. What's with the kid? What's with the son? Um, well, that ties into one of my stories today. Yeah, let's go to it. Let's get to it. That's why I'm seeing less of him. It's because because uh, <laughs> you sent him away. Oh my god, how bad was he? He's in. He's in Prison. preschool. Preschool at well, two and a half. He's it not might even be a, three, right? It might be a daycare. I don't know if it's a daycare, but I it feel I feel weird calling it a daycare. I gotta go daycare because 
uh, preschool usually doesn't start till three or four. All right, fine. It's, it's a, but it's more school-like because it's a Spanish immersion daycare. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, caramba. So they exclusively speak Spanish. Does there. your son speak Spanish? He's evidently, because he's under three, he will basically be speaking Spanish within like a month. But will he still speak English? Yeah. Listen, I got no, I got no, uh, I got no beef with somebody knowing a second language. No, it's great. No, it's, it's great. It, it's very need, good. And he gets to socialize with kids, which he hasn't done for most of his life. Kids his age. And okay. He, uh, it's good. It's very good for him, but he's gone. How did this, how did this decision come about? Oh, we've been thinking about it. Well, we've been thinking about it for months. Uh, the, uh, the, it happened cause I got a job. Ah, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Because they got tuition there, right? They do. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, three days a week, he's gone. I mean, we're really? talking like eight to five. He's what? gone. Just stop it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's eight to five. Mm -hmm. Sweet Matilda. Yeah. Let me like do the math. That's nine hours. Yeah. Wow. That seems like a lot for a two and a half year old, but that's just me, not my kid. What am I going to tell you? I mean, we miss him during the day. We don't like that he's gone, but he's just, he's got to, he's got to make some friends, you know. It's nine hours worth? How much do two year olds have to talk about? Interact. Not, I would think after, <laughs> hey, you like cars and trucks? Me too. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. That's pretty much, you know. Hey, yeah. Listen, we have trouble sometimes talking for an hour and a half. And we're grown with a lot of stuff going on. If you're two and a half, hey, did you poop yourself today? I did. Did I mention I like toy cars and trucks? You did mention that. Huh. All right. Well, how about chicken nuggets? How do you feel on chicken nuggets? <laughs> Books and milk? Anything? That's, that's, you, you know, you say that, but my you've seen my son talk. And I he have, can go. I have. I fear that he will not have anyone who will match his conversational skills. And then he'll leave there going, why did they send me to a house of dullards? What have they, what have they, yes, I'm learning Spanish so I can say El Stupido in two languages. Because these kids have nothing on the ball. They don't even know that we have uh, the rabbit book. What was the book, the book you wanted me to read? About? Peter Rabbit? No, what, I forget the one that Oh, The Mouse with. Ate the Moon? No. Some some book that he brought last time he was here that he was like, we have that if you'd be interested. He said that? Yes. <laughs> I told you that story on here, but I can't remember the name of the book now. But yeah, all right. So he he packs his, uh, he packs his bindle and he mm -hmm. leaves the house at 7.30. Yep. Then he gets home in time for dinner. Walks uphill both ways. Sure he does. And then he comes home and uh, you make him a cocktail like you have right there. And he sits down and he complains about his day. Ah, oh, this day was a backbreaker. Yeah. Another day full of dullards. Pretty much. This one kid pooped himself, actually played with it. I can't be in this kind of environment. You know how much you know how many boogers I saw eating today, Dad? El Bogueros. Mucho, mucho bogueros. We're consumed though. This is off the rails already. Yeah. Uh look, we miss him, and it's uh 
it's it's not like we couldn't watch them. Like you know, some, <laughs> some some parents send their kids to you know daycare preschool because they can't watch them. They're working. They're doing whatever. You know, we could, but you know, and it's it's good for the daughter too because she has gotten uh, no mucho, no muy, no attention. We never pay attention to her because he's demanding all of it. Now she loves when he's around, which is great. Sure, That's but. Good. Uh, you know, he leaves and my, my wife and I can actually like pay attention to her for three seconds, which is also nice for her. So it's, it's, we just needed to, we're just doing it a few days a week, uh, just for the next few months. I may, I might pair it back a little bit once he's just, once he's a little more comfortable with like language and he starts to be a little more chatty about it. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's an adjustment. I miss him during the day, you know, when he's sure. not here, he's not barging into my office. He's also not screaming and crying, um, you know, while I'm having calls, which is like probably good. That's good. But, uh, yeah. You don't have to justify it. Yeah. Don't be defensive. Just you a sound a little day. judgy there. But I, I mean, for the time, not for him going and learning this stuff. That's a long fucking day. Pardon <laughs> me. That's a. <laughs> wow. It's a long day for grownups. How much, nap time, how much nap time do they get? He gets breakfast, and then they get lunch later, and then they do nap time at 1. They, they, I okay. think he goes down for an hour or two. He's okay, been, a little he, nap time. He naps better there than here because usually – Are you some, sure they're not making him do, like, child labor? No, like actually, string so beads together part of, or anything? Part of, part of why this is interesting is uh, – any parents here may be find this interesting – is there's an app where they send us pictures oh. and updates throughout the day. Nice. This is, like, very, like – 2023 right like we did not our parents did not have this no we you didn't have this when you were you know nope. when your daughter was growing up no we did not but like it got like 8 26 a.m signed in so we get a sign it so you actually give them a list of people who are authorized to drop oh, sure, off and yeah pick up and then a list of people who are not authorized right. specifically right. yeah i'm still a little upset that i got on that list somehow but well yeah. anyway sure after uh, my tirade <laughs> 8.26 a.m. signed in. Uh, great. So I knew that my wife arrived and didn't crash okay, on the way. Okay, dropped. <laughs> uh, all right. 8.58 a.m. He ate all of the breakfast. No surprise. I was going to say, okay. We so also, far, he's on brand. We also feed him before he leaves, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but he's getting, you know, he's getting a breakfast. Yeah. And then 9.15 a.m., there's a photo of him sitting on a little carpet and the teacher's holding something up and all the little kids are sitting there kind of watching. Acciones para cuidar el medio ambiente. Oh, no. Do they send all the messages in Espanol, too? No, the next one just says circle time. Oh. Right. Um, circle then later, fun. Then later, park, and there's a picture of him sitting on a oh. slide in a playground looking miserable, Look, just looking like he <laughs> wants to die. Um, and then later, he ate some of the lunch. Later, wet diaper was changed. Started oh. nap at 101, ended nap at 2.44. Oh, wow. That's a long nap. All right. That's a long nap. It's great. So we get a few pictures of the day. We kind of know what he's doing. And when he gets home, we can say things like, oh, did you paint pictures of frogs today? And his response inevitably is no. <laughs> because anything we ask him about, he just says no. And if we say, did you have fun at school? He says no. And if you Well, he's, he's a little put out. That He senses it. He's a little teenager, is what he is. Well, I'm glad. Listen, I think it's. I like. I like that he's uh, expanding his horizons. You know, it. Uh, you, we need more people to speak more languages, so that'll be good. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll be international, which will be fun. Yeah, 
but then he's going to, you know, Tommy can't, br- I don't speak Spanish, so he can't bring any uh, books in Spanish over here unless he wants to teach me. That's fine. But I think I may be too old. He probably will teach. To Abla. <laughs> I don't think I got Abla. I can ask him where the bathroom is and if he wants a beer. Yeah. Uh, Both inappropriate questions for a grown man to ask a toddler. That's true. You could ask him where where to find a beer festival. How do you spell, how do you say trains and trucks in Spanish? Uh, I don't know. You'll have to find, I'm sure that's like, that would be, that would be useful information for me to have. Hmm. If he wants to El Trano or El Trucco. And I know that is not how you say it. So I should know truck. No, El Baños is bathroom, Tony. That much I know. I gave you a flawless transition right there. I know. I didn't take it. Okay. I didn't take it. I didn't pick it up. I saw. I saw. It's, uh, you know, I let it go. I let it go because Marta says next time, since he says uh, no to everything, ask him if he was miserable at school. As soon as I teach him what miserable means uh, and bad, mad, unhappy. Uh, you know, I really have taught him several times. He just doesn't know the word for it. <laughs> but uh, well, that sounds good. And he, you know, has he talked about any other kids? Has he met anybody? Has he made friends yet? He's not said a word about anything. Because really? He, because he resents us. Well, so everyone told Could us. Could that the, be? Could that, that be that he resents you? Yeah. Everyone told us the second week is the hardest. And this is the. Is this the second week? This must be the second week. Wow. Yeah, second week. So. No, it would be the third week because I almost talked about it a couple weeks ago, but I was going to, I decided to wait. So this is, this is his third, the start of his third week. Um, And yeah, after the first, the first couple of times, you know, it was funny. So the, this is the funniest part of it. Uh, You know, the first day I figure my wife's going to be a wreck, right? Sure. You know, show off the kids. So I'm like, I'll go and I'll be your emotional, moral support. It'll be great. And I'm picturing, you know, we walk in, we had a teacher or whatever, and then there's a tearful goodbye and all this stuff. So I walk in with her and we walk up to the classroom and, you know, the teacher's in there and there's like four or five little kids kind of playing in there. And he just, he just like walks right in. Nice. And my wife is like, hey, but you want to say bye to mommy? Do you want to say bye to mommy? And he does, he goes, bye. Walks, does not care. Does not care. There's a bunch of toys and people, uh, and then the teacher, the teacher's like, okay, bye, mommy. You know, like, because they're like, they know. They're like, you got to get out of here. This is just a waste yeah. of time. And the teacher's like, okay, bye, bye, bye. And they kind of close it. And then we just start walking away. And she's like, oh, well, <laughs> like, like totally anticlimactic. Not yeah. a second, not a second thought paid to us at all. Uh, and then. Well, he she- was like that when you left him here the last time. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. like, you guys were like. Hey, we're leaving. And he's like, yeah, you're already gone. I'm, I'm here already. We're, you know, we're engaged in stuff already. Yeah. And, uh, and she goes, uh, so when she pulls in the driveway after school, the first day, she goes, come and come here for a second. Come look at the car. And I go in and he is passed out. Like he's done. Like she got in that car and I guess like he drank a little half cup of milk and then was just out. Because, you know, he's been spoken sure, Spanish yeah. to him playing all day and early in the morning. It's a whole new thing. It's yeah, the first yeah. time we've ever woken him up for really anything. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's right. I work now at he's got to go to school. Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, 
So oh, anyway, it's, no. it's, it's, it's going okay. You know, we get them going in the morning. The goodbyes are a little uh, rough right now, but I think. Oh, are they? Trust. I was going to ask if it transitioned to the, I don't want to go. I'm, don't leave me. Why do you hate me? Kind he's of. Thing. O- he's okay till they start to walk up to the school and then he like won't go in the door. She's oh, got to like geez. pick him up and put him in and all this stuff. But wow. And was that, so it, it's a, um, is it like a private place? Is it one of the, the chain kind of not, not chain, but you mm-hmm. know, the big name, big name centers. Yeah. Yeah. They have a few locations. Um, there's one relatively close to us. It's not very close, but we're willing to make the commute. I mean, it's very important to my wife that he's bilingual. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think it's great. And is it, this is the time when they learn it because they haven't, everything's not ingrained in them. You know, your, your son is very good at communicating, but, isn't this the time where they say your mind just kind of absorbs it and can learn another language instantly? Yeah, it, it can like before like 12 or 10 or somewhere around there is really the optimal kind of like range. But before three, you're really in the like, just like home run, basically just talk, just say it for like a week and then they'll know it kind of age. Wow. So, um, you know, he turns three in a few months. Yes. So that's why I'm like, all right, let's wait till, you know, do that till he's three. Let's try and get as much as many reps as we can, you know, three days a week um, for for at least a few months. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the end of the year. And then after that, maybe we'll back off to a couple, maybe chill on it a little bit. I, we'll see. Or if he it might say, really he well, might love it. He might you know, love after it, that yeah. much time. He might, you know, he might be digging it. Yeah. Hopefully I'm still I think employed. like. Like in my district at three, you can start preschool or is it four? Probably three. Well, because yeah. they do it. They, so our park district does have a preschool that he is going to start also in, I think, September. Nice. But that's only two days a week and it's like three hours a day, two or three hours. That's yeah. Like our pre, the preschool at my school is half a day, you know, mm-hmm. like 830 to uh, 830 to 1130. Or eight thirty to eleven, two and a half, two and a half hours each session. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this will be good. I can't wait to hear him. Uh, you know, speak Spanish, and not tell you how preschool is going. Yeah. Well, that's kids are very private. You know, you don't want to know what's all. You know, he doesn't need to tell you what's going on there. He's definitely not private. I like that he's already. I like that he's already keeping things a secret. He is. Uh... Not forthcoming about certain. He's he's a he's a, <laughs> he's, he's a no boy sometimes. Oh, actually, that's a good point. Marta said sometimes it's oh, both a minimum. Right. You got to be yeah, a minimum age requirement and no diapers. So this trained. this daycare will do it. By the time he starts Park District preschool, he has to be potty trained, which I'm not that optimistic about right this second. Is he saying no to that too? Oh my god, he says no to everything. Well, he's gotten a little <laughs> better lately. Bath time was a huge fight for a while. Now it's better. Right. Bedtime was a huge fight for probably last month. It was well, okay. it's okay now. This is the year, the two. He's two. This is the year things are rugged. And then, you know, next year it eases off a little, hopefully. Yeah. You know. What do you have? Are you having a cocktail? I mean it old fashioned. Man, nice. Yeah. We had book, we had book club last night with our friends on Zoom. Oh, very and nice. What yeah, are you reading? Uh, Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. Wow. All right. That sounds heavy. It is. Uh, it is very intense. Yeah. It's like if a. It's like if Shakespeare wrote a beautiful flowing story about 
horrific genocide and acts of atrocities of murder uh, against, against uh, many, many people, mostly Indians and Mexicans uh, in uh, the 1800s. So wow. it's it's pretty deep. It's not light. It's not, no, not nice. Fun. It is Doesn't not sound... a nice fun. No. There's it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> but it's this uh, is not fun or funny. But it's a beautiful book. It's a beautifully horrific straight. They, they just they just announced they're gonna make a movie. It's not gonna be as good as the book. I'm telling you that right now. Okay. I don't care who they cast. Well, oh my god, Mike said and a five. Oh, never mind. Hold on. He said and a five hour YouTube video about it. I didn't see his previous comment, but there is a five-hour YouTube video about Blood Meridian. Is that what he's talking about? My friend sent me a link about. to a five-hour YouTube video deconstructing Blood Meridian, and it would be really funny if Mike just happened to be referencing that. I think that's what he's referencing. That's hilarious. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but my friend like just sent it to me, and how do you know that? And that's so bizarrely specific. That's hilarious. <laughs> how, how does a book club work? I know you're all reading the book, mm. but do you have to have a certain chapter done? Um a certain chapter done by that by the time you meet and then you go over it. Oh, Mike sent me that on Twitter. He's the one that sent it to me. Oh my god, of course. Yes. Yes. Still haven't watched the full thing, but I did watch a few, little bit of it and I was like, Five oh man. Hours. That's, that's a lot to deal God, my memory is bad. It's this old fashioned, it's powerful. I don't drink anymore. Um, so what happened was um so my friend Max reads a lot of books. My wife is obviously a comparative literature PhD. She reads she's very well read, loves yes. reading. Um and my other friend, John, likes to read. So they they talked a bunch. They've had a bunch of conversations over the years about Faulkner, William Faulkner. And I don't remember why, but it's I think he's like one of Max's favorite authors. And okay. one of his favorite books is The Sound and the Fury. And so it came up a conversation a bunch of times. And long story short, we invited him and his now wife over in like, I don't know, November, October, February, sometime in the last six months to hang out. It's probably like November, October. And when they came, they talked about it a bunch. And then we got an email from him that said, hey, do you want to like read this book? We'll do a book club. We'll meet, we'll do like, there's four chapters in that book. We'll do one chapter every like three or four weeks. So they're long chapters, but it's like okay. whatever. Um, and we'll just sit down and kind of talk through each other. And that's what we would do. We would just, there was like five of us on Zoom. We'd sit and there was no itinerary or structure or really like, you know, some people kind of plan out like an outline of like, here's the main points I want to cover. Sometimes you come with a couple like questions about something or a couple observations or a couple quotes that you really enjoyed, basically whatever you want to talk about. And no one really is moderating it. You just kind of like listen to each other and follow the flow of conversation. So and um, do you take notes as you're reading? So you have things to chat about. So I did with the sound and the fury. I did not with this book, although I really should have. Um, but I also had the physical copies, so it's easy for me to remember where on the page stuff was. Oh, I flip okay. around. Um, and my wife is reading it on her phone because which is good because this book contains Brian so many vocab words. And I'm not like you like I say, you don't even understand how like there are like more than ten thousand words in this book that only appear exactly one time in the book. Many, what? many of them are very specific references to either articles of clothing from like medieval times or Western times or uh, or foliage. 
and terrain and different uh, rocks and geography because it takes place in the west in the southwest so arizona new mexico that area so he's describing rocks and plants and trees and cacti and stuff like that and bush and shrubbery and all these things um using geological terms and we'll be like they they you know waded through like a dense brush of this and this and you're just like i don't know what those are but um you don't have to look a lot of them up but uh, anyway, the point is my wife's on her phone and she can just like tap it and she she gets the definition, which is great. Oh. Whereas I've had to pull out my phone a lot. A lot of them, you just you just kind of like context clues. You just Yeah, like, you figure, oh, that must be some sort of plant. Yeah, and I, I stopped looking. There's no point looking at plants. <laughs> but um, it, it, it'll be like, there was a line about a, a, some line of pioneers going from one city to another and they named a very obscure city in Ohio. That okay. I had never heard of, so I looked it up. I looked up this city, just I was like why, and that city is that was the site of a during the American Civil War or Revol- somewhere in the first American Wars. It was the site of like a massacre of a peaceful Indian tribe. Oh wow! Um, uh, which is like a very very specific reference, right? Like that's why he chose that city. Yeah, but like yeah. If I hadn't looked that up, there's no way I'd know. So right. it's a very like deep dense book. Wow. Um, but but that's what we do for book club. Is usually it's kind of like, hey, I really love like this, not Cleveland. Martha. <laughs> um, I was gonna. I was thinking Dayton because that um, is obscure. No, it's like I don't remember the name of the the cities. It's smaller one. One I've never heard of. Yeah. Um, but uh, but but yeah, that was that's pretty much how it works. It's wow. just like. What jumped out to you? Like, what are the burning questions you have? For like, for me, um, last night there's a passage in the back half of the book where this very central kind of villainous character uh, does this monologue about how God is basically war, or like war is like a manifestation of God, and it's this like three paragraph philosophy thing. And I'm like, this is one of the most amazing things I've ever read, even though it's like totally twisted and messed up. So we just like talked about that and how I think it's like really interesting and. Yeah, anyway. Wow. Does it's fun anybody, book club. Anybody try to bluff through book club? You guys are intellectuals. You're not gonna bluff. No, they always they know they all know that when we meet, I'm at least one chapter behind. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Man, well, that's I, I who gets to pick the books? Mm. So after Faulkner, so my friend John, Icebag John did not want to read Faulkner, and he okay. mostly hated the book, uh, The Sound and the Fury. So he was like, I've been wanting to read Blood Meridian. And I have read The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Yes. And I loved that book. I picked it up at an airport on a whim, just randomly. I'm like, ah, this looks like a good book. And I tore through it in like four days. It's like five years ago. Loved it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll read more Cormac McCarthy. This is radically different from that in many, many ways. Like way more elevated diction, very different style. Um, But I still love it. So after this, there's a couple options. My my wife and I have been doing it the, the longest. She really wants to do Ulysses by James Joyce. Wow. So she read wow. Ulysses. Uh, she started reading Ulysses before we went to Ireland. We did a Ulysses tour in yes, Dublin. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. and um, That is a hard book, though. She since then has been listening to a Ulysses podcast and okay. is caught up with the whole series. It's some woman and her Irish husband talking about like Ulysses chapter by chapter. And there's like another podcast she's reading. And she's also reading a James Joyce biography and bought this annotated Ulysses. That is no joke. It is, it's like the size of a laptop and it's like two inches thick. Um, And you open it and in the middle of the pages, 
uh, is like looks like a copy of Ulysses, and then just all these annotations on the side. Oh my she's, god! She's like deep in it, so she kind of wants to do Ulysses, but she insists <laughs> it's a it's not a good summer read; it's a fall read. So probably okay. the next book will fall to me, and I really want to read more Isaac Asimov or um, the other the other side. Danielle Steele. Danielle Steele, yes, <laughs> big into Danielle Steele. Um, who wrote iRobot? Oh my God, what is wrong with me? Was that Asimov? Uh, I don't know. Oh my God, I feel like such an idiot. Uh, I just looked up. I just looked up iRobot, and all of the top links are sponsored uh, vacuum cleaners. Vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it tells you that tells you the priorities in this world. Unbelievable. Of course, it was Asimov. Yeah, it was Asimov. Okay. But um, the, uh, I want to read either an Asimov novel, iRobot's phenomenal, or Arthur C. Clarke. Okay. Um, something by him, the two like great sci-fi writers. And I've, I've only read iRobot by Asimov. So what about Mary Higgins Clark? Uh, I could do Mary Higgins Clark. I could also do Clark um, Griswold. Okay. Clark Griswold. Michael Clark Duncan's autobiography. Yeah. The history of Clark gas stations. Hey, if you want to read some sci-fi, you can do book club. I, I, I thank you for the invitation. I am not a sci-fi fan. What if there's no time travel? Is there a multiverse? <laughs> I don't want to get involved in a multiverse or time travel. What about just AI? A there's AI everywhere. AI, AI, I'm not afraid of AI. You know, it's uh, AI would be interesting. Can I just watch the Will Smith movie? No. Oh. No one's allowed to watch Will Smith movie. <laughs> All right. Well, then, uh, you know, I just had to, I, I, what did I have to read at school? Oh, a very short uh, book, The uh, Incredible Adventures of Edward Tulane. Have you ever read that? It's no. A, it's kind of a, not a children's book, but it's kind of a young adult book. Um, and we were doing this program, One Book, One School. And it only, I mean, the book took me three hours to read. It was not a big, uh, not a big deal. But oh my God, it made me cry. Really? Do you have a pterodactyl in your room? There is a mosquito, I think. I did some gardening out on my balcony today. And oh, so nice! The screen door is open a little bit. Pretty sure I just nailed it. Yeah, it's not all the windows are open here at the house. We're going to buy all our flowers this weekend. Um, Memorial Day weekend is when we get our flowers and we start our garden again. So I have oh, to build another. Nice. I have to build another. You know, last year we got that elevated garden box, and it was so jam packed that Debbie ordered another one. So I got to put that together. Then we're going to have double garden. Uh, you know, plus all the flower baskets. So does this, uh, does this tie into your grass question? No. Well, no, here's the grass. I, I don't understand. I cut the grass the other day. This, I don't understand. It hadn't rained in five days. My grass is still wet. I it's, it's every, <laughs> I, every time I go to cut it, the grass is soaking wet, even though it now, when did I cut it? I don't know. I'm going to cut it Thursday. This Thursday. Now, it's not supposed to rain all week. It didn't rain since last Friday. I'm guaranteeing it's going to be going to be wet. I don't know what's going on with my grass. But, you know, it's growing now nicely. So, you know, I got to do it. But the, the moisture is killing me. Because then it then I have to do it twice because it's clumping up. It's not filling the bag. It's a whole big thing. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you know me. I have no patience. Have you tried? Uh, have you tried not? running your sprinkler every night 
listen, I don't live in the suburbs like you, Fancy Jane. I don't have a sprinkler system anymore. I do a sprinkler system. I two not... of my two of my homes did have in-ground sprinkler systems. Oh my god! I used Look to be. It. I used to be one of the the one percent of the one percent. I use, dude. I have one hose hookup, and it's in the front. I can't even use the hose in the back unless I run a fifty foot fifty footer dive back there. Yeah, I don't know if I have one or. Uh... No, it's not Marta. The dog's here. Listen, this is my fenced-in backyard. There's nobody gets in that yard. Possum got in there once. Lawson brought him in the house. So we know nothing gets in there except a baby possum. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's the neighbors. The my one neighbor doesn't even have any grass in his yard. My neighbor Rodney, he's just got a patio and then his garage, because he's got a bungalow on a little city lot, and so there's not there. There's a small patio and it's right in his garage. He doesn't even have any grass. Hmm. So and you know my my yard is not uh, gigantic. It's small actually because it's a city. It's a city lot. Yeah. But, you know, it's got some grass. I like to look out at the grass from the deck. You got a nice deck, though. Oh, I love the deck. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I wanted to get, I had been, you know, we'd been running around doing stuff with my mom the last five, six weekends. And Debbie's been, Debbie was staying at her house and we had, uh, you know, other stuff going on. And so my aunt had said that she would take over. This is the final week of my mom needing the eye drops. And it's right. just twice a day. Once in the morning, once any time at night. So my aunt was like, well, I'll do the last week because I live right here. Per, that's great. Well, Debbie calls on set on Friday because I was I was going to go out on Saturday and stay over again and blah, blah. And she's like, your aunt said she'd start on Sunday. I'm like, oh, that's great. So you can come home and I don't have to stay over. She's like, yeah, but we had planned on we had planned on cleaning out my mom's office, which, you know. As as you remember from the garage clean out and the bedroom cleanouts, oh, it's uh, it's lovely when you mm. have to clean stuff out. But the point of the story is, yesterday we didn't have to go to my mom's house, so I had stuff I want. I vowed I was not going to leave the house, so I got stuff done. I got some cleaning done. I got some laundry done. I got little things done, and I had uh, gone to Jewel the other night because they had chicken breasts on sale for ninety nine cents a pound. So I bought a ton of chicken to put in the freezer, but I, I cut up some to make kebabs yesterday. I had all my meal prep done for last night's dinner. And at two 30, I went out on the deck with my little Bluetooth speaker. I was in a mood for some Jackson Brown. We had a Jackson Brown soundtrack. We had some mango margaritas, a little charcuterie, and then we played Scrabble and it was a phenomenal dude, just phenomenal. Sat there. Um, Debbie beat me by two points the first game, and then I demolished her in the second game. I demolished her. I taught her who was the king of verbiage in this house. And so we hadn't played. Last time we played Scrabble, we were at a brewery. And we were like, oh, look, they have all these games. Let's play Scrabble. Scrabble is fun. And are you sure you were playing Scrabble and not Scrapple? I was eating Scrapple. That was on the charcuterie board. Oh. So I was eating Scrapple while playing Scrabble. Yes. And then I felt artistic. So I began to scribble. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Scribble, Ra scrabble. Well, you rouse us to rabble? I, oh, I always rouse the rabble. Well, uh, dude, my but, wife loves scrabble. Does she really? Yeah. See, uh, you guys would be fun to play with because you're, you're both very intelligent as well. I don't know. Did Notice I how you? I patted myself on the back there. <laughs> Did I tell you about the time I played in a scrabble tournament at Gen no. Con? Gen Con had a Scrabble tournament 
And uh, let's just say people that are really serious about playing Scrabble make the game very not fun to play. Yes. Yeah. Because they know every two-letter word in the alpha in the uh, the dictionary, and there's a lot of two-letter words. I think like QI is a two-letter word. Like it L is? L Y L E. There's there's a there's a ton of super obscure. What ones. are those words, or are they like? Because I know you can't use prefix prefixes or suffixes. No, these are obscure two-letter words to play in Scrabble. I just said that. So yeah, like. Tournament word list, A-A, A-B, A-D, A-E, A-G, A-H, A-I. A followed by almost any letter is uh, legal. Uh, and these oh. are actually two-letter words in the tournament word list. Q-I, X-I, X-U. Oh, I could have won. I could have dominated. Yeah. Uh, ta, T, Tai, two. So T followed by any vowel except for U. Uh, SH is a word. That's not a word. That's a, a blend. It's uh, a diagraph. OI is a word. We? No, that's OUI. OI o is a word. OS is a word. Oh, come on. And I'd be challenging my ass off. MM is a word. No, it's not. I'm KA, KI, Lolly Low. I mean, like, it, it's no, insane. No, it's no. insane. It's no. the official tournament and club word list, O-T-C-W-L. Uh, there are 107 acceptable two-letter words. How? It says it's in... a Scrabble word, but is it a word? I don't know. I don't know. Is M-M an English word? An abbreviation for millimeter, but it's an abbreviation. And then there's another 20 two-letter words that are acceptable only in the Collins Scrabble words. I don't know what Collins Scrabble words is. I'm not going to go that far down the rabbit hole, but like OO is a word. OU is a word. YU. So like these are like not words you say or know, right? No one does. But there's right. 127 plus 20 if you play with the variant. So yeah, I played against a woman, uh, I think in her late 40s, early 50s, who clearly spent most of those years memorizing all 127 two-letter words because every play was a two-letter word. That's no fun. And the benefit is that lets you play adjacent to basically anything. So, like, there'd be, like, two words crossing each other, yeah. and then suddenly you play that, and it's on a triple or whatever, and you combine, like, three different words, and you just stack up the points. It's crazy. See, I have to, because we read over the rules again yesterday, and I thought it said no abbreviations, no, you know, no, no words that are normally capitalized. No, Correct. maybe they, maybe they change them for tourneys. No, I, I believe that they are. That it's because they are actually like, they're actual words. Um, All right. Well, we'll see. Miriam Webster, uh, impress your friends with these additions. Okay, so the ability to add, so according to MiriamWebster.com, the ability to add seemingly random letters to existing ones will allow a player to enjoy a far greater latitude in the board. Um, well, if this it, is how you guys play, I got to bone up then. It's not how I play, though. Like, my, two of my friends entered, and we just played. This woman just annihilated us. And we're like, this isn't <laughs> even fun. Yeah, that's no fun. Um, so actually, uh, there's a website, winerygame.com, 
that actually okay. does have the definitions to some of these. So like, really? so like QI is circulating life energy. It's a life yeah, but energy. That's, isn't it's that a word? It's, it seems like an abbreviation. XU is a monetary unit of Vietnam. So it'd be like saying dollars. Sweet Melissa. Za is a, a, a slang word for pizza. Oh, yeah. That's, see, I know you could use slang because Debbie used poop. And so I said, all right, if you're going to do that, I used poon. <laughs> also, a Greek letter counts. So that's why MU or NU counts. Oh, okay. Yeah. I took a year of Greek in high school. A li is a Chinese unit of distance. Um, wow. Yeah. It's so, yeah, that's. All right. But my wife and I don't play that way. So we would have fun with you as opposed to just min-maxing the board. Min-maxing. Yeah. Using the minimum letters to maximize your points. Is that what that means? Yeah. Min-maxing is shorthand for uh, basically for... in gaming. It just refers to people that basically understand the the maximum potential of any particular part of the game. All right. Uh, and... And, and basically memorize it and learn it so that they can they can um uh they can basically take advantage of some holes some game mechanic right, right to just like destroy everybody um and sometimes in some cases it also means that they have like many combinations of things memorized so if you're in a card game like they may max like they might know like um basically like the kind of like card counting almost yeah it's not a literal term like but slang sure, in, sure, in sure. terms of the way it's used is is basically what min maxing means but it's like a gamer term basically for an asshole so <laughs> well that's i mean i i get competitive but it was fun because we you know like i said we had a little uh you know sausage and cheese then i fired up a big cigar we had a few uh mango margaritas and a nice jackson brown soundtrack and the, <sighs> the afternoon was just gorgeous and the dogs were laying in the grass. It was just fun, fun, awesome. fun, fun. Yeah, it was great. We needed we needed a, a weekend day like that. We had not had one in a long time. And, uh, you know, now that, you know, things have gotten, things are, things are fine with my mom's health-wise. You know, it's just trying to get, again, stuff done that she doesn't really want to get done. It's like, all right. But... You know, she let us, she let us get rid of the, she bought a sewing machine 50 years ago. And when she bought it, it was like top of the line sewing machine. And she borrowed the money from my grandpa to get this sewing machine. And he was like, you better see, you're going to have to sew a hell of a lot of clothes to pay for this. And she did. She made a lot of our clothes. She made Halloween costumes. She made vestments and all kinds of things for church. She, she used that sewing machine nonstop. And then she stopped, you know, she got to a certain point. She wasn't doing it anymore. And a couple of years ago when we were cleaning out the house, I was like, can we finally get rid of the sewing machine? No, I'm still, I'm going to use it again. I said, okay, how about this? How about a deal? If you don't touch it in a year, then we can donate it. Fine. Well, now it's been two years. And so I said to her, I said, you know, it's been two years. Okay. But she was happy because um, one of the teachers at school, this young teacher, bought a bus that she's turning into like a mobile steam lab, science, technology, math, 
STEM lab, okay. or she just did a birthday party in it. She decorated it as the magic school bus for Halloween at our Halloween thing. She's really creative. She does a lot of crafts. And I said to her, I go, hey, uh, you wouldn't need a sewing machine, would you? And so I, I gave her the sewing machine today. And my mom had my mom had bought spools of of thick decorative ribbon that had never been used. And so I was like, can I give this to teachers too? Yep. And there were some things that I gave to the kindergarten teachers today that they went crazy for. So it's much easier for her to say, yes, you could donate it. When I say this is where it's going, mm -hmm. not just to Goodwill or Salvation Army, it's going to some teachers because she was a kindergarten teacher for a long, long time. It's like, hey, this is going to teachers. Oh, well, that makes me happy. Yes, that would be great. So we got that done. Got it out of the house. I just did the same thing with a, a. I had a first edition, first printing issue number one of Goosebumps. Wow. The R.L. Stein show. I, yes. Guess how That's, much? I'd like to do that in a book club. Goosebumps? Yeah. Uh, Welcome to Dead House is the first issue. Okay. Uh, how, uh, how, how much did you did, have? A, how did you have a first edition? Because I was little when it came out. Okay. Guess how much it's worth? Sixty thousand dollars, a dollar fifty. Oh, it uh, turns out no one cares. Uh, so but perhaps like your mother in the sewing machine, I like I, I have it and it's like a thing that's somewhat I don't know, notable. I, it's like it feels like it should be worth something and I've had it forever, right? So I'm not gonna like give it away for like a dollar. Like I had this when I was like eight, and then no, I'm not gonna save it for your son. Well, I was gonna, but then uh, my friend John Martin, my co host on Game Life Balance US. He is obsessed with horror. Halloween's his favorite time of year. He wants to introduce his kids to horror. And we were talking about it. And I was like, do you want my copy of Goosebumps? And he's like, oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, this is, like, amazing. So it was, like, the best thing ever. But I nice. was happy to give it to him because I know yes. his kids. And, like, that'll be You'll appreciate it. And it's appreciate not in some it. cardboard box at the back of a donation no, center. No, it was sitting in a light. Like, my mom, my, my wife's uh, beautiful library down the hall. You know, like, all her <laughs> nice, like, highfalutin books. And I've got Goosebumps. Welcome to Dead House in there. Like, what? That seems about right. That sounds, that sounds okay. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, last Monday, we were not here because I had to, uh, I was at a wake last Monday and a funeral on Tuesday for um, technically my cousin, but we called him uncle. He was my dad's first cousin. Um, he left Ireland when he, in 1965, he came over and he lived with my grandfather, my dad's dad and my aunt and my dad's aunt for a long time um he was uh pat noonan was his, was his name so he um actually we hung out with his sisters when we were in ireland when we were in milford that's that's the town he's from so when we went to dinner and took the tour of the graveyards and stuff that was all with his sisters and their husbands and when we had that big dinner at the hotel it was uh, a lot of his family's cut nephews and things like that so um, you know, he got here in 1965, two years later, he was drafted. He was in the military police in Vietnam. Then he was an air marshal. Um, and then he started working for the, uh, customs, U S customs service. And he ended up being like the head customs guy at O'Hare. They, any, anybody who came in, his face was on the poster. 
Uh, he handled all customer relations for the custom service at O'Hare. Hmm. Um, and we grew up, you know, we grew up with him. He still, you know, till the time he had a stroke about 12 years ago and a second stroke is what ended up killing him, but he still had his brogue because he went back all the time to Ireland. You know, we were here in, cause so some of the people that I hung out with that we visited in Ireland were here for the, the wake and the funeral, which when you say it's nice, that's weird. I mean, obviously we would have liked to see them under better circumstances, but it was nice to, to get to talk to them and see them again and stuff. So it was all the, the funeral was all very nice, beautiful Irish music, nice thing. Um, I will say this, a funeral procession procession for a guy who suffers from horrific road rage is probably the worst transit possible mm. because I have to get in a line and I can't honk. Uh, and I can't get mad because everybody has to go slow. Now, can I get frustrated because we're coming up to a light and the person in front of me is not keeping up with the car in front of them, which could cause a little issue? Sure, I can get a little frustrated, but am I going to do that because Debbie's in the car and I'm a pallbearer and I don't want to have my own stroke driving to the uh, driving to the funeral? No, I don't. So I was proud of myself because I didn't lose my mind in the in the procession. I almost lost my mind as we left the church to go to the, to the, to the cemetery because there's a thing now. I don't, I don't know if this happened a long time ago. I don't ever remember it when I went to funerals younger, where you drive by the person's house, you know, mm -hmm. the deceased person's house, like for one last, and I hate to sound crass, but they can't see the house. They're, you know, in a box. They're not there, but I guess now people do it. They, if you're close enough, like their house was between the church and the cemetery. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, I guess. I don't know. That's a thing. I've never heard of that. Is it Irish? No, I, I think I think more people than just Irish people. I think when I want it, boy, no, there there have been one or two funerals where I've heard people do that. Okay, it's, I've, been, I've been to a couple Catholic funerals in the last you know, five years and yeah. never, I, I don't. Yeah, that's never happened. Yeah. Well, I don't well, here's one thing that is Irish that thank God we didn't do. So my cousin asked me if I would be a pallbearer. I, when we were at the wake, he goes, Will you be a pallbearer? You and uh, my two youngest brothers. And then um, so it was the three of us, and then his three nephews, three of his nephews from Ireland, you know, who we all knew. So it's like, all right. So we're lining up next to the casket as the hearse is outside and my cousins go, are we putting them up on our shoulders? And I'm like, no, we, we don't do that in this country. You know, the old school way where they, the six guys lift you up and you rest the coffin on your shoulder and they carry it out like that. Of course you don't. Cause we don't do that really in it, this country. No, uh, that sounds hard. It was, and he was, cause we were all were like, and he was very small when he, when he passed away. Cause the box must have weighed, if it weighed 300 pounds, I wouldn't be surprised. And we're like, oh, my God, this casket is heavy. And the undertaker was like, or the funeral director, I don't know, undertaker. Uh, <laughs> you know what, Cody? You would appreciate this. It was actually the undertaker. Yep. Actually the undertaker. That is shocking to me because, um, because, uh, Boom. 
I was waiting for the special. That's exactly what the guy looked like. Brian, how are you today? I'm better than I was last week. Thank you. Mm, good. Have a good rest of your show. Thank you. Rest in peace. <laughs> See, now I get why the casket was so heavy, because the Undertaker could lift it no problem. Well, he's seven feet tall. So right, exactly. Tall. But the six of us were like, eh, this thing's pretty heavy. The Undertaker said, oh, yeah, it's solid wood. I just uh, leaned off camera for a second. Anything happened when I was gone? No, uh, it was very... I thought you were having a little lighting issue. Things mm -hmm. got... Or maybe I, the blood all rushed to my head when I was telling the story. It got kind of reddish and darkish a little bit. but Weird. No. Carol says when uh, my mom died in the mid 80s, we drove past our house on the way from the church to the cemetery. Huh. And Barbara says it's a thing. They drive by houses a lot. See, I haven't uh, I haven't been part of that. But so that's fine. We're going to drive by the house. OK. Um, and we're in this procession. Now, it's the hearse, the immediate family, then a white van driven by my cousin who is from Milford, but lives in Lithuania. Um, and she, for some reason has, I don't know how she got to drive the van. I did ask later, I go, how did you get put in charge of driving a van over here? It was full of all the Irish relatives. And she goes, cause in Lithuania, I drive on this side of the road. So none of the others could. So that's why I drove. Cause in Lithuania, I, that's funny. <laughs> this is the side of the street. So we're all following along and, you know, uh, the old the old stock joke of how I forget who did it. It was a I'm sure a million guys did it, but a, f a famous comic was like, uh, "Isn't it ironic that uh, on your funeral is the only time you can run red lights?" Blah blah blah, ha ha ha. And, and we're going along, it's fine, and we make a turn off a busy street, and we're in this subdivision, and I'm like, "This doesn't look like their street," so we go down. And we're heading, we're heading, uh, we're, we're heading east. And then we turn the corner and we start coming up the next street heading west. And I'm like, this is not their street. I've been to the house. It's not, no. And I'm like, what? So now we get back to the busy street and we have to turn left over a four lane major, you know, major street. Oh, no. Oh, yes. So the hearse makes it because the hearse is a hearse. And everybody goes, oh, that it's a funeral. Well, now the hearse makes it. The immediate family makes it. The white van full of Irish people does not make it across. No, so you got to keep going. No. Now we are backed up. And it was a big, it was a big procession. It was a big funeral. He had impacted a lot of people. So we're stuck and we can't turn left because cars are whipping by both ways and the Irish people are kind of halfway out and it's like, oh no, <laughs> what's going to happen? And I'm like three cars back and I'm like, at this point, I don't know who's in the van. I'm like, who's driving that van? They got to they gotta do something. We're all stuck. The van finally makes the turn and we start to go and everybody, you know, we had our flashes on and our brights 
and we're kind of honking and people are kind of and some woman flipped me off we make the left turn and she pulls up next to us and she's like i tried to give you <laughs> whoa nice you flip off people at a funeral this is awesome how, this is how different and then so then we're going all right now we find the right street the problem was they missed the turn for that street so instead of going down the street behind and then everybody just driving past they started going down this very narrow street that they live on and thank god i look up because i'm like there's the house and i see the hearse has already pulled into the driveway and made a u-turn and is coming back and a couple cars and i'm like i can't go to because now they're i don't know if they were expecting everybody to drive up and make a u-turn because they missed the turn so i stop at the stop sign and i whip into this little parking lot and come out now some people are following me and doing that some oh, people no. are still going down the street to try to see the house we pull back onto a busy street and the procession now has to be going three blocks maybe on this busy street waiting to turn left into the dead end street that they have to make a u-turn on and i'm like what the and now i see molly's car because molly had driven herself well molly is not paying attention to the road there's a huge gap between the car in front of molly and molly and i'm and she's looking down and i'm like oh you got i i said you got to talk to molly i can't talk to molly about this because i'm like because I was I was honking. I was going to let her whip around and U-turn in front of me so she didn't have to go all the way. We get to the cemetery, and there's a couple cemetery workers like telling everybody where to park. Well, there were a lot of cars with really old people who couldn't walk that far, so they were kind of just parking wherever the hell they wanted. And I get out of the car, and one of the cemetery workers is just screaming into his walkie-talkie, they're parking themselves! They're parking themselves! <laughs> what in the... What in the hell is going on at this cemetery? Uh, thankfully, we got them all buried. But then, you know, I also remember back in the day when you had a graveside ending, you know, you just leave while the casket was still sitting up on the thing. Yeah. People didn't used to wait till they lowered. No, they don't know. They yeah. do now. Who? And I, we, we've done it for, I think we did it for my dad and my aunt. And I'd started with one of my grandparents because I don't know why they were afraid that, you know, somebody was going to steal the casket. It's I, not I universal. Cause I've been the last, I've never seen this happen. Well, like at Roger's dad's funeral, it was a Jewish funeral and we did the shovels of dirt. And my cousins in Ireland still do the shovel of dirt. Who, what is like every person? Yeah, does every person one... does throws a little dirt. Okay. So they've already lowered. Well, they go to lower and they're like, the sticker on the casket is wrong. <laughs> they had the wrong middle initial. I didn't even know there was a sticker on the casket. Before they lower it into the vault, they put a sticker on it. So I, I don't know why. I don't know if they have to exhume people a lot. I don't know what's going on, but they're supposed to be the little sticker. Well, the sticker had the wrong middle initial. So first, uh, my cousin goes up and he scratches out with a pen and changes it and initials it. And then the cemetery guy goes, Oh, we gotta, I gotta go get a new sticker. So everything is done. The priest is gone. We're everybody's just standing around waiting for them to lower him into the, into the vault. And 
Now this guy has to get in a backhoe and drive to wherever the office is to get a new sticker to put on the casket because they legally can't put him in the ground with the wrong name on the on the casket. I learned so much this day. One, uh, funeral directors don't use ways. Two, uh, there's a sticker on the casket. Three, uh, you know, everybody puts, uh, we got a, you know, the pallbearers, it was rough. The pallbearers, you got to put your gloves on there. Then everybody gets a rose that was at the at the funeral parlor in one of the arrangements. And you lay the rose on top of the casket. And then we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And um, they the sticker finally came and then they lower them in. But that's, to me, that's the hardest part. That's like, oh, my God. I'd rather just uh, walk away with the casket sitting there covered in flowers and go, okay, see yeah. ya. So did you wait? Yeah, everybody was waiting. What was I going to do? Go to the lunch and start drinking? Yeah. Yeah, I did because I drove pretty fast after that. I, I didn't bet. have I didn't have to wait in the line. It was not a procession. It was me dropping the hammer and going the exact right way. So I got there and uh, I walked in. I walk it. Now, here's this is where the uh, the lunch was at Gaelic Park. Perfect Irish setting. Uh, big, big misstep at first. They had one bartender for Ooh. about 150 Irishmen coming in to a funeral lunch, all wanting pints of Guinness that take a while to settle. And this one cranky old woman who was the bartender who was yelling at everybody. They finally got a second bartender. But it was like, these guys, there were some guys, I think, who stood at the bar the whole time, didn't even eat lunch. They just, uh, you know, just there. Um, you know, it was crazy. That is rough. It was it was insane. We should was, have led with that story. That was that's an amazing story, though. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened. Um, but he is buried, so rest in peace. Um, and he was a lot of good memory. He was the like any, any holiday back when he was working as a uh, air marshal or doing before he got like bumped up to the front office uh, customs. Any holiday or anything, after a few drinks, after dinner, we'd go tell some airport stories. He had the greatest stories of people trying to smuggle stuff in or do all this. There were pictures at the funeral. He escorted Princess Diana when uh, she came over. You know, it was it was great. It was it was really nice. But yeah, they were. Uh, it was crazy. You know, uh, just uh, just a lot of goofiness. Just Man, get. But this was like after most of the, you know. At the funeral home, everything was fine. Uh, the mass was beautiful. Great, oh, man, great Irish singer with a little, he was accompanied by a, a guitarist and an accordion player. And then at some point he played the Bauron. And, um, you know, my uncle's old partner gave made some comments that were wonderful. And then my cousin got up to talk about his dad. And that was when everybody finally broke. You know, we were trying to be you know, stoic, but everybody broke. It was like. So that was that, but uh, yeah. So uh, I just I just couldn't believe we all got lost. And Cody, imagine you're sitting there and you see a nightmare unfolding in front of you. The hearse now is coming at me. Everybody else I'm seeing trying to turn in the driveway. I'm like, this is going to take the better part of a week and a half mm -hmm. to get to get there. I'm telling you, the 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 procession was gigantic, and every when we got to the. When we got to lunch, that was the one thing everyone was talking about. Can you believe they got lost? How did they get lost? Did they? I guess at one point my cousin tried to overtake the hearse 
to get them to turn down the right street. And that didn't work. So, you know, just a, uh, just a crazy cluster, but it makes for a good story. It does. It yeah. makes for a good funeral story. I mean, you know, funerals aren't supposed to have lighthearted tales afterward. No, but that's a, that's an adventure. And, and particularly I'm thinking about streets, not just like suburban to lane streets, but like Chicago streets. Like I'm trying. All right. You know, the Kingery highway. You know how busy uh, yeah, North Avenue and the Kingery Highway 83 are? and 20, sure. Sure. Yeah. Those... By the Kennedy and off the Jane Ryan Adams yes. tollway does Busy Kennedy. like those streets. Yeah. Busy, mm-hmm. busy streets. Dan Ryan. Where you shouldn't Shane. try to take a left when you've got... It's different if I'm just following you yeah. and you go, all right, Brian's behind me. I'm going to make this left. He's going to make it. When you got got 100 cars behind you... you... Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't pull that crazy. Well, if I'm going on the Jane Eyre Stevenson... Go on the uh, Jane Eyre, yes. In, yeah, into the uh, Swarovski. Hold on, I gotta. You keep talking. I gotta let Gidget out. Let Gidget out. Just out of the office. Let Gidget out. Wow, <laughs> he's just went off camera. He's just like, I don't want any piece of this. I'm looking at my list. Brian still has to talk about a dog and a beer thing, which I know what those are. Uh, I still haven't talked about the tooth thing. I got sidetracked with the date. Well, daycare was on the schedule, but then we got sidetracked with book club. But uh, uh we got a lot to get to in the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, we, Brian, gotta, you we gotta, gotta start hanging. You got a dog thing. You got a you got a beer thing. Well, well I how- just I just want to plug um because there's still time for people to get their tickets. Yes. Uh, this Friday, this week is Cra- Illinois Craft Beer Week. Even though Cody is drinking a Manhattan and I'm drinking water, it is Illinois Craft Beer Week. Old fashioned. And that culminates an old. What did I say? Manhattan. Oh, I said a Manhattan? He's bringing an old-fashioned. I don't even know what that is, but I hate New York. So continue. I, I like Manhattans. Like, I think um, I'm my water over here. All right. So Illinois Craft Beer Week always culminates with beer under glass. You've heard Cody and I talk about it before. You've seen us uh, drunkenly post Facebook Live updates about it. It is a, uh, a wonderful, wonderful event. 120 breweries from across Illinois are going to be represented this Friday, the 26th of May, year of our Lord, 2023, at uh, Chicago Union Station. So it's where the state of Illinois meets Chicago. That's kind of the um, the slogan. So uh, 120 breweries, like I said, from all over the country. That's where Cody discovered the dill pickle beer last year. Oh. That's where we tried wonderful offerings from probably way too many breweries. Mm-hmm. It used to be at the Garfield Park Observatory, and then, of course, conservatory. Uh, conservatory, thank you, Cody. Uh, and then COVID hit, and they didn't have it, and they brought it back uh, in a smaller degree at Garfield Park. And then last year, they moved it down to Union Station, and it was it was a lot of fun. So it was really fun. This Friday, you can still get some tickets. Uh, if you want, you can get uh, general admission tickets. You can get VIP tickets. They are not, uh, let me see. General admission is 50 bucks VIP early entry. So you get an extra hour. That's 60 bucks. It's, uh, it starts five 30 to eight 30, unless you're a VIP like me, then you get in at four 30. Uh, you could be a VIP too. So union station, you go to Illinoisbeer.org. Uh, if you click under events, You'll see Illinois Craft Beer Week and then Beer Under Glass or just uh, IllinoisBeer.org slash bug 
B-U-G beer under glass. I'm sorry you can't go this week. You're going to be up in Minnesota having your yearly uh, fun game weekend. Me too. Yeah, my uh, Game Life Balance U.S. co-host, Jonathan Martin, generously, very generously uh, empties his home and hosts all of our nerd friends for a board game weekend every Memorial Day. I'm going for an abbreviated time. I'm just flying up uh, Friday morning, coming back Sunday morning. Usually I do all four days, but I have two kids and I like to be a yeah. responsible father because they're very young. And, uh, but my wife's got a bunch of plans while I'm gone. She wouldn't even miss me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll be gone uh, all day Friday and Saturday and come back Sunday. Well, your son's going to be at school and then at his job. He works third shift at the plant, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Well, then okay. he's got, his, he's got to mow the lawn and do the weed whacking. Yeah, listen, there's stuff. a lot to, you got a big yard. Somebody's got to, somebody's got to tend to it when you're not around. Uh. So yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be fun. I'll uh, keep you posted of any unusual, unusual. We usually have a good time there. Yeah, it's really like, fun. It's never been on Memorial Day weekend before, though. Nah. So that's uh, that's one thing, but uh, we will see. But yeah, every everybody from all over the state is going to be there. So uh, I'll report in. You know. Please do. The wife is coming with me this year. Oh, the wife. The wife is coming. She went to the. First one or two, she went to two at Garfield Park Conservatory. Who's going to drive? The train. <laughs> so you know how happy I am about that. Yeah, what? How did that come about? Have you ever heard of Uber.com? Here's the thing, though. The train is like two blocks from my house. And it goes right into Union Station. Oh, the Metra. The Metra. Well, that uh, doesn't... Yeah, it's... No, it's not... Is it the Metro? I don't know what it is. It's the train, I guess. The train? What's the train? Not the L. Is it Metro? It's not the L? No, it's not the CTA. It's well, a train. Okay. Well, then you're not, then it's not real. This, come on. Come it's on. a train. No, it is not. It is a real, it's not the Met, it's not the, it's, it's, it it's is. not a locomotive like it's 1982 or you know what 1892. It you know what it doesn't have is, uh, uh, Anything I say will sound uh, insensitive. Uh, no, go but it, ahead, doesn't, please. it doesn't have people eating their own feces uh, on it. No, uh, generally, that, that's a different train in the city of Chicago. Yeah, that's any CTA. That's My, in the elevated line. Icebag John uh, took the train the morning of our book club meeting yesterday, and a guy sat next to him and asked if he could do heroin while what? sitting next to him. So he moved. And I don't remember if the gentleman did heroin, but uh, that happened at 1030 in the morning yesterday. So uh, on the Metra, not as Metra, uh, not as big in the heroin users in their seat demographic. Now, the I only time I've right. taken the Metra was last year for this same event when yeah. I was meeting you where you were coming from somewhere else. I don't know how you got. God, there. no, I don't, probably some parenting thing. But I uh, I took the train last year. And Debbie dropped me off at the train station because I didn't want to walk the two blocks. Hmm. But um, it was all I remember was I got on the train and it stopped about, let's see, I get on at Oak Park Avenue and the train stopped at Armitage, which is six blocks, eight blocks. And it sat for 20 minutes. And I was like, I could have walked this amount to the next station and been fine. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but then there were a lot of uh, drunk people from the uh, beer under glass on the way home. So that should be fine. Well, yeah. So it's a Metro. That's the train. It's got a big in big locomotive engine on it. Yeah. But uh, 
here's what I meant. What do you, when I said what do you consider the train? Well, no, no, it's a train. What I meant is it's not really public transit, the kind that you loathe. It is oh, not yeah, the, it is. It's not the like gooey, gooey oh, right. it's a body step- moisture acid trip that is like a bus or like a regional bus. This All is right, like a nice it's a nice piece of region. It's like one of the only good infrastructures we have in this country. And it's bad, but it's like, and it's worse than everywhere else, like Europe or Japan, yes. but like it exists and it's not, it's not covered in piss all the time, which the L is. So yeah, uh, that's all right. All right. You're right. I'm not yeah. going to be on the CTA. So that yeah. is a, that is a step up. Yeah. Uh, I still have to, uh, yeah, and I guess there's a, a person, a live human being that walks through and makes sure everybody paid to get on. And, yes. you know, and they do announce state. Well, I don't have to worry about them announcing stations. Uh, you do on the I'm way back. Like, on the I've way made, back, I do. Made that mistake before. I don't want to do that. Trust then you'll me, go to Uber.com. I, I was panicked last year that I was going to pass out on the train coming home and end up, I don't know, in Iowa somewhere. Yeah. You know, at the big uh, truck stop, the I-80. It's a good truck stop. It is a good truck stop, but would have been a long way for Debbie to come and pick me up because you think I'm getting in the car with an Uber driver. One of the teachers today had to take an Uber to school because her husband's car broke. and he was, So she took an Uber, ended up getting picked up by one of my students' dads. And she's like, he did not stop talking the entire time. And now he knows where I live. <laughs> like, oh, Okay. That's insane. That is insane. Everything is insane. But yeah, that's so so again, IllinoisBeer.org. Uh, that's this Friday. You can uh, check it out. You'll see me there. I'll be the guy who's drinking beer. I'm easy to spot in that uh in that mix. I'm trying to get Debbie to try some. She's excited because there's a couple cideries there too. Um really? Yeah. I don't like cider. That's right. They always do have some cideries, and we always yeah. skip it because you don't like cider. I mean, I I like. I was say, do you I'll like do, cider? I'll do a cider, but like, if my option is cider or dark beer, like, come on. Yeah, I tried a new beer this week. What was it called? Uh, you probably had it. Anchor. Uh, nope. Anchor is the brewery Steam. It's Anchor Steam beer. No. And it was a. It's a light amber. Very good because one. There's some teachers at school that are big beer uh, nerds, and this one goes to there's a liquor store by your house that always has the latest releases of like hot butcher and some other things so she started texting me when she's at the store going hey there's this it was just brewed a week ago and this was brewed yesterday and this was you know and the first time she brought me something it was a a hot butcher and it was too insanely hoppy it was Mm. just it was crazy i couldn't um, and then last week she sends me some stuff and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm probably going to, or no, lat, two weeks ago, I got a phase three, my which was phenomenal. So you can, but she, you know, you can buy one can, two cans. She buys me two cans. She brings it. I pay her. And then last week it was all hoppy stuff. And I was like, nah, that's, you know, I'm, I, I'm not really too hoppy. So th- thank you. But I think I'm going to pass this week. And then she goes, well, if you don't, and I said, and to be honest, I don't care if it was brewed yesterday or three weeks ago. It's I, you know, the one, this other teacher is very big on. It has to be the freshest of the fresh. And she goes, what about this one? And I was like, 
oh, I've heard of Anchor Steam, and I'm just on the box. I read, you know, uh, light amber ale, crisp and refreshing, light hops, malt, and I'm like, yeah, let me try that one. That would be great. Oh my goodness, it's delish, delish. I shouldn't be talking about it during Illinois Craft Beer Week, but I did. I did mention Phase Three in their Mybach, yeah. which is an Illinois beer, which was phenomenal. So, I have stopped drinking almost entirely. Except for an old fashioned, only this show. The show's okay. really like honestly, yeah. I even even at parties and stuff, I'm just like, yeah, I'll do water. I don't know. I gave because I gave up beer like really. Well, it's weird. I gave up alcohol for Lent, but I still right. had like three drinking weekends. Yeah. So it's not like I really gave it up, but I just I dude, I don't know what happened over the last couple of months. I just lost the taste for beer. Like I have a wow. fridge full of. I got blue. Uh, I've got Natty uh, Ice. No, I've got Allagash in there, and I've got some Blue Moons, and those that's I'm into those, and yeah. a couple of Goose Island Summer Times, and a few more of the stouts from Revolution, couple a uh, couple uh, Bourbon County stouts I haven't tapped into, and a couple hazy IPAs. Hazy IPA is the only kind of IPA I'll drink. I don't like yeah. happy happy. None of like any every day after work. Like I, what I'll do is I'll grab if I really want a treat, I'll have a a sugar free Mountain Dew. Wow, uh, which is like zero sugar, so it's so it's zero carbs, so I don't have to do insulin for it. But you and yeah, Debbie with the sugar-free Mountain Dew, dude. I just yeah, it's weird. It's wow. Weird. So maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's a sign. Maybe that's why I'm missing this week. Uh, maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much, or I would have gotten back in a beer and that cost me money in the long run or something. You know. Wow. I don't All know. right. Well, Godspeed to you. I'll I'll get back on it. It's just yeah, you're going phases. And if you don't, you don't. I don't. You know, I'm not one of these guys who. Uh, judges people i know a lot yeah. of people who stop drinking yeah no dude I, I go i'll go like six weeks without uh doing any edibles or you know vaping or smoking weed or any of that and then i'll one day i'll just be like i'm gonna get high and i just do that for a couple of weeks and then i'm like i'm good yeah it's just like that i almost i was contemplating an edible yesterday with but the the day was the day was too perfect i didn't want to risk it so my thing now when i get high every time i get high I end up on YouTube watching Norm MacDonald videos. <laughs> and it's the greatest thing ever. It's, it's not I, as, it's not it always aesthetic. feels like Norm was high. Oh, my God. It's uh, him on Conan. That's all you just Just go on YouTube and search oh, yeah. Norm MacDonald, Conan O'Brien. And in, so it, good. Everyone is uh, is is a, a masterpiece. Yeah, he was just brilliant. Just uh so yeah, Norm Macdonald is my my high buddy. Apparently, it's your high one. I don't know if I could play Scrabble high, so it's probably best. Dude, it'd be more fun high. We got to we got to get together and play cards yeah, against humanity high. We got yeah, we got it. Let's go. Let's do it. We're gonna yes, yes. That's I'm I'm down. But then yeah. who's gonna you know? Are you gonna bring the kids and put them to bed here? Or we'll, what host are you do? we'll host a game night. All right. Be good Listen, time. you know, I don't want to. I'd love I'd love it. I'm hoping that your son will stick around and uh, either talk to me in Spanish or offer me something in Spanish. You know, uh, we Mike, that is a good. Well, Cody's not drinking anymore, Mike. The realities may vary. Bar crawl is, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll think about it. You know what um, else I've been thinking of? Merch. Yeah, because a Roger. We'll have to talk about it. Okay, we'll talk like about if it. Roger can sell merch. Hey, we could sell some merch. Well, look, we got a minute left. Uh, we previewed yeah. ma dog malady. What happened to your dog? I think Gidget is going deaf. 
Oh, I think Gidget is losing her hearing. I'm sorry. That sucks. Yeah, it's. I got to talk to. Uh, I actually got to talk to uh, Steve Dale because I, I, uh, I looked up some stuff and she's fine. You know, she's eating and she's all that, but she seems to not be hearing things. She's 13, so you know she's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the, as I was reading on the American Kettle Club website, it's like. One of the symptoms is they don't respond to you calling them much anymore, which she's not, she doesn't really do. And they sleep, they're asleep so soundly because they can't hear you coming. And the last month or so when she's asleep, she's like dead to the world. So I almost have to go up and tap her. And then she, she jumps, um, you know, she gets nervous, but she's, you know, other than that, she, so she's, she's whining a little more and I'm, so we're, we're debating now. Cause everything I read is like, at, it's old age, just like people start losing their hearing at a certain age. And so there's really nothing you could do. I'm like, we can't get her, can't get her dog hearing aids or one of those cones that she'd just carry around in one paw. And, uh, you know, so what I start, Mike says he stop your feet. So what I start doing is a loud clap. And they say the vibration, either stomping your feet, like Mike says, or a uh, loud clap. She's here. Like if she's in the yard and she's not, you know, I call her and she doesn't hear, I clap real loud once and that gets her attention. And then she, you know, comes right over. Yeah. But she still knows, you know, she still goes around, you know, she moves around the house fine. She goes in the yard fine. She went to my ma's and, you know, she, she's good. There's nothing just, to worry about, really. Just yeah. To- she's like, oh, she's going deaf. Or losing her hearing. I don't know. Yeah. She can still hear something. So she still knows where the treats are. So that's all that really matters. Perfect. You know, and she still gets cranky when I'm up here. <laughs> Cause I'm like, oh, good. If she's losing her hearing, she's not going to hear what I'm in here talking. So she'll just chill. She must hear something because she's like, I've had enough of this. Garbage. It's the vibration. You got a deep voice. You can I hear do. Them. I vibrate. Yeah. I vibrate. But the other night I was doing radio and she slept in here with for me with the whole show. And as soon as I was done, she was, you know, she heard me like say goodnight. And I pushed back and turned some stuff off. She was at the door like, all right, I put up with it. Put up with it for three hours. It's time to go. Like, that's right, awesome. Let's go. We got to roll. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, so we, well, we covered a lot of stuff. We did. I got one more thing. Yeah, do it. Bring another it. Th- bring, uh, bring quick, bel- uh, let's belated. But it's Friday. I went into Rockford uh, with my family. For a celebration of my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. What? Congratulations. Yes. Holy 50 years? 50 years. That is impressive. Yeah. So that my, sister, is impressive. my sister wonderfully put together this beautiful, um, she kind of got the idea from my cousin. My cousin got married last summer and they had a newspaper uh, instead of a program. You showed up at the ceremony and it was like a, a new, like a eight, probably a 12 page newspaper. With little articles, you know, fake articles and like yeah. pictures of them and stuff. So my sister did it. She got all these, like all these, all of their college friends and um, all of our family and our cousins and my friends. And we all well, wrote little blurbs and kind of put in there. Wow. She put pictures of them from when they they taught English in Turkey back in the seventies and when they uh, went to Rockford College and all this stuff. And uh, my my. Uh, my mom had given my wife or my, my sister rather a, uh, a dress, one of the bridesmaids dresses 
from my mom's wedding. She still had somehow. And so wow. my wife tried it on and it fit like a glove. So my wife showed up in an original bridesmaid's dress from the wedding. Whoa. Uh, and I showed up in what the groomsmen were wearing, which I will hold up for the <laughs> uh, for the viewing audience. With oh, the giant, my God. Giant Where boat. did you find that tux? So it's funny because, uh, you know, my sister texted my wife like a week ago and it's like, Cody should try and get a groomsman tux. And I'm like, and I threw a fit. I'm like, that'll be impossible to find. I'm going to have to Google all this stuff. And like, how am I going to find blah, blah, blah. No <laughs> one's going to fit me. My wife Googles basically like 70s white tux. And it was like the first result. And there were a bunch on eBay. And it was one in my size. And she just walks to my office five minutes later. She's like, do you want this? And I was like, oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> what have you been googling have you been doing all the googling yeah so she ordered the uh the jacket but um yeah my um my sister-in-law was wearing like a tank top that my mom had bought when they were traveling and wore a bunch in the 70s when they were like in europe or something oh my god um, so it, it was it was really well put together and cool and took a bunch of photos and there was a lot of merriment but uh yeah it's uh it was wow. it was an impressive, you know, love-filled evening, and just, yeah. um, you know, uh, I, uh, I, I, I'm very, I, I consider myself very close to my parents. I should probably call them more, but, uh, uh oh, what happened to my computer? I don't know. Oh. You're, you're fine here. My whole monitor turned off for a second. Oh, um, I yeah, I consider, my, I consider myself very close to my parents, and, uh, um. Uh, it's certainly one of their many admirable qualities is being together for 50 years. That is, that is an achievement. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Very, very happily. And, and everything's just, just great. With well, your them, mom so. and dad are very nice people and they're very graceful. Congratulations to them. That's yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's no, they're, cool. they're unbelievable. How did they respond people. to you and your wife's attire? They got a kick out of it. They got a kick out of it. I mean, there was a lot, there was a lot, you know, like everybody kind of was, had some kind of inkling of a an outfit from that era or a little seventies theme. So yeah, was, uh, but it was it was really nice. Wow. So yeah, I just wanted to uh, throw that out there. Happy anniversary yeah. to them and just awesome. Um. So well, we went from the whole gamut to from from funerals to anniversaries here and weddings yeah. and stuff. And, uh, and talked doing, about children at the beginning. Children, yeah, all, all of life stages oh, and uh, and the only thing. Circle. It, only thing I didn't talk about was the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, the, uh, the phenomenal Zelda game that, frankly, Brian, the listener slash viewer is lucky I'm here and not playing the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom for the Nintendo Switch. Wow. 10 out of 10 from nearly every publication. One of the top five <laughs> highest rated games of all time on Metacritic. Broke every UK video game sales <laughs> record, every Zelda sales record. It is on okay. track to become one of the greatest selling Zelda games of all time. And I'm <laughs> going to be playing it right after this. Wow. Back well, to you, Brian. Let's not keep you from that. That sounds like uh, an incredible, incredible experience. And I can't wait to hear more about it. <laughs> uh, but no, I know you're going to enjoy it. So let's wrap it up. And uh, thank everybody for watching and listening and uh, following and telling your friends and keeping us going. And so, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. We appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, 
thanks uh, audience th thanks mike for sending me a video and yes. then referencing it in the chat and then me forgetting that you sent it to me so then i got freaked out that you referenced it uh because that's what one old-fashioned will do you so winners don't do drugs bye and